Salutations, gamers. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. Uh, my name is Mike. Joined by my co-hosts here, as always, Ray and Josh. Hello. What's good? Hello, fellow Tarnished. How fare thee? I, oh, do we? Oh, we're just opening up with Elden Ring because we just, can do that. Do you? Do you, how, is it okay? Real quick, is it your thing? Thine maiden list. Just to talk in the middle of the intros and outros, just just cause. Is that your? Uh, stick? Yes. Is that your stick? Is that your stick now? It, yes, exactly. My the ones I do are always the like you know the I I have no respect for the the show the program introduction. <laughs> the program. <laughs> I have no respect for the program no respect. introduction. Little little treat for the video, folks. You know, little. <laughs> Little treat, you know. All right, we gotta get this out of the way. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta That's get right. the game we of the year. That's right. We need to talk about the oh. game everybody been playing. Destiny the Witch two, Queen, the Witch Queen. Destiny Two's <laughs> latest expansion. Uh, hey, it's really good. Um, I, I've obviously been playing quite a bit, bit of it. Uh, I have been playing less a bit of it, but also very much one that like. Any opportunity that I have, I'm like, okay, I can get back into this and do a little. I, I'm so into it. I did play about an hour of Destiny by myself. All right. Just to, like, experience more of the campaign. So, yeah. pretty good, eh? Yeah. I, uh, Ray is still mad that, uh, you know, we'll get there, Ray. Don't worry. That, I, uh, I know we will. We have to. <laughs> we must. <laughs> um, yeah, as the, you know designated uh destiny correspondent i uh i think it's fair to say boots on the ground uh in my opinion that this is um i think it's pretty clear this is destiny's best campaign like period in that they have there has never been a better marrying of like story into like an actual functional like first-person shooter campaign i think this is the you know it feels more like a campaign for like a doom game sometimes than it does for like a previous destiny campaign yeah and i like think that's that's how good it is and you know obviously i'm still early on but even in the, mm -hmm. the few hours that i've gotten into it you know it does better than anything in the last few year or two from my earlier complaints about destiny and the destiny content that came out after initial launch is that this just feels so consequential there is a lot of stuff that is happening that yes. feels like it has actual impact on the world and is moving the ball on certain things like there was so much of that early those early expansions where it just felt like they were vamping and it was you're doing this stuff yes. and it had no real weight on on what was going on and you know you saw these spooky things in in the background at the end of the game but there was no moving towards that and moving you know moving the chains down the field kind of situation but this is like okay yes we are we are making money moves and we are advancing the story we are we are a uh, big bear doing things yeah we are fundamentally changing the entire world and the way you see it and what you understand about it. Um, yes. So, yeah, I I have very much enjoyed it. You know, I think even more than anything, like, this feels like 
big D Destiny 3, like, but just, you know, expansion of Destiny 2. Yeah. I, uh, um, so the campaign, I think, definitely delivers on that. I think you, you know, there's some, there's some juicy little plot twists here and there that I think are kind of go play into definitely what you're talking about that I, you know, well, I'll preserve the sanctity of out of respect. Um, and then definitely, you might the, just tell uh, me is my is my hunch right? <laughs> it's the same hunch I had. I'm like, you know, I have a hunch, and it's it's a thousand percent correct. But the way it plays out is very good. Yeah, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's really cool. Um, but there's plenty of other little little secrets and stuff too. Uh, but that raid, that raid's pretty good too. Uh. And just like you were saying, Josh, where it kind of, like I've, uh, it kind of feels like we are really cashing in some checks here because the raid is inside one of those pyramid ships that have been like the cornerstone of Destiny teasing from 2017 at the very end of the Destiny 2 vanilla campaign. Uh, you know, you are inside of one of those now. And you, there's a whole, like, built-out aesthetic. I, I'm not going to nerd on this too much because I could nerd about this. It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, a friend of the pod and uh, I have been nerding about it. And it's like, when you get inside there, there's, like, a very specific thing happening with the way it all looks that yeah. fits into, like, the philosophy of darkness of, like, you know anything that is not strong enough to live deserved to die and therefore it was good it happened and then there's like a kind of twist on that that explains like why the pyramids look like a mm. insert thing here and you're like oh oh it's like so there's a really good like thought out like design to it that isn't like it's like it's an aesthetic that is very it's like it feels very alien in Destiny, and that's really hard to do in like fantastical fantasy sci-fi shooter. So, it's, but it's like it feels alien and scary, but it's not like gross or like horrifying on its surface. So it's like a really just like a, just a really cool like visual treat. Um, and I mean, and then you've seen the footage of like the boss fight and stuff, and. Uh, uh, you know, everyone was worried this was like, oh, it's gonna be a scorn boss. This is gonna be a scorn boss. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be a scorn. That ain't no scorn boss. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that. Well, not you know, I I think, and obviously I'll I'll, I'll learn a little bit more personally, but I you know I think you can attest to this, like you know, the the themes and, and whatnot that they are toying with throughout the even just the lead up to the Witch Queen, let alone you know in the early parts and, and as the the campaign progresses, like. You know, it's not just like, oh, strictly good versus evil, like, you know, with a, a little bit of intrigue. Like, there is just, there is so much gray and, like, you know, playing both sides. And, you know, obviously that kind of started with you getting mm -hmm. the darkness and whatnot. But just, there, there is, there, I really appreciate that there seems to be no strict, like, good guys bad guys and you know they're really yeah it's that moral, really moral line there it's really messy in a really fun way because the the main the chief antagonist of like the raid 
is someone who's very much aligned with like capital D darkness and who had big time beef with uh Savathun who is the you know antagonist of the campaign but it's like what well, I'm not friends with Savath she's bad but also they're bad yeah and so it's like my friend so it's like it, it's like a really it's like that tension is there cuz like well if the x then y yep but you're like but y has been bad this whole time so like what does that mean and it's also the kind of thing that's like that if that is like maybe this is the groundwork to some sort of larger build on that so uh you know um final uh just kind of final thing is where we got to talk about the other other really cool game that has been sweeping the nation uh i'm gonna be honest i totally forgot what i was gonna say uh you know oh last thing this is another very technical, like, dusty thing, so I apologize. So, the the way stasis subclass, the way the stasis works, uh, is like on the a whole new like subclass system. And this year, instead of making a new subclass, uh, which is going to be happening eventually, uh, they're actually reworking all of the kind of base subclasses, which is like something I was like, oh, that'll be kind of cool. Um, but I've been really blown away with like how that how they've implemented that systems and like revamped a class that I didn't really use that much. Like Void feels entirely different. It's really cool, um, and so I was not. Su- I was like, I was like, okay, that'll be fine. But uh, that was much more of like a, a a humongous change to how I play the game, and I was totally blown away with how much I've enjoyed it. Uh, so I w- it's just really exciting to know that they just absolutely crushed that part of it and i'm excited that they're those reworks are going to be coming to like the other two kind of arc and solar subclasses too so uh yeah i mean it's definitely destiny 2's i don't know there's probably some people who'd be like well what about forsaken uh uh to them i say uh shut up nerd uh i'm right uh this is (laughs) this is destiny 2's best expansion uh period that's that's it all done. I actually want to hear what Mike sounds like when he stumbles across a bad expansion of Destiny 2. Because uh, I... Um, just ask I you should probably go <laughs> find some unscripted gaming episodes from 2018. Let's talk about Curse of Osiris. Let's talk about the Curse of Osiris. <laughs> I mean, that one was bad. I'm not going to defend Warmind either. I'm just curious Warmind what that also. sounds like. Uh, still probably big Dime Destiny Defender. At no least play. Warmind had like, <laughs> a, an interesting character. Warmind had Sleeper Simulant. This is all it really needs. Warmind did, it had a very dumb way to get it, too. And I followed that dumb way. So yeah. say what now you can will just buy me. it. It's great. Uh, hey, you know, uh, Alex Bray The important thing is, yeah. The important thing is, Sleeper Simulant. Still cracked. Still very good at what it does. Yeah. Wicked boss damage. It should have. It should have never been bad. No. Speaking of, but it's back, baby. Speaking of bosses and games that have them, uh, Ray. How do we talk about Lol Lol Tarnished, man? How do we talk about everyone that is a man? How how do you talk about everyone that's mateless, and all of a sudden you get one mate? 
You maidenless little man. Oh, you're so fucked up, but things are so bad. Oh, tarnished. Oh, tarnished. Man, I love From Software games. That tweet cracks me up. All Speaking right, of From Software tweets, but... Let, let, let's start. Um, There's a game... Elden Ring. That was that has its main story written by George R. R. Martin, and there's George R. R. Martin all over the game. Like he has made his mark on the game. <laughs> uh, for example, and I'm just getting this out of the way. All the mainline bosses that you have to kill to progress the story have either a G or an R or an M in their first names for George R. R. It actually, it's actually kind of obnoxious. It gets a little confusing. Like, there's Margit, Morgot, Morg, and uh, Morag. And Liar these are all ahead. different people. There's Godwin, Godfrey, Godric. Liar ahead. Fire ahead. Liar ahead. Oh, liar ahead. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. This is, let's get this out of the way first. Every time From Soft releases a game, uh, the discourse online for like weeks on then are should there be easy modes in games and I told Mike I was going to make this pretty like low tier take and it is a low tier take I'm about to make but it's also true so you listen to it whether or not should there be an easy mode in games no should there be accessibility in games yes and good news Elden Ring has a ton of accessibilities you can fully remap your buttons you can play with a friend pretty much from jump. Like, if you're struggling, you could just dial a friend at any given time. If you're mm -hmm. struggling with a friend, the game very early gives you summons in the game that you can use to tank some bosses or to do some damage. You can't use them everywhere, but you can use them in what's explicitly the difficult areas. Um, but for people saying... Should bosses just be easier to kill? Should I be able to kill the boss in a couple different hits? Here's another accessibility thing I will answer to that question. It is an RPG. You can take as long as you need to go hit grind enemies and get as many, uh, they don't call them souls, they call them runes. You can build up your health bar, your strength, and if you want to, you can start smacking bosses in a couple hits by yourself, but you will have earned that by yourself and they didn't have to do anything to make the game any... Okay, I'm beating around the bush. Should there be a mode in FromSoft games where you select it and the bosses don't have any attack patterns and or they have extremely recognizable ones and it only takes a couple different hits and you're on god mode and you can't die? No. Sorry, no. That doesn't have to be that in the game. It doesn't have to exist. Elden Ring is, like, literally the easiest FromSoft game. No, hear me out. Not Dark Souls. Not Souls-like. The easiest FromSoft game. Because remember, they made the Armor Core series. I don't know. None those of those Otogi. games those are Otogi easy. Otogi games are pretty easy, though. They're Which pretty ones? good. Otogi. They should make that Otogi 3. I, 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 I don't think Otogi... Not even... Those would be... Imagine if Otogi oh, came out on. nowadays. People would say, no, that, that needs an easy mode. Absolutely no, it doesn't. That, that. I, that game is not that hard. I feel... In, I, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I put... You know, it's been a long time since I've played an Armor Core game, but, you know, I don't remember being, like, so bashing my head against the wall frustrating that I was like, fuck this, and walked away from it. What? 
what game did you do that with, like, with Dark Souls? I mean, like, I'm most sad like got bored because I was like, I don't have the time for the... the mm, Dark Souls 1, maybe? I don't know. There were a couple times, and I think we were talking about this the other day, well, not on the podcast, mm. of like, hey, when you, die, when you die at a boss, and then you have to go all the way back and run from, you know, 18 miles away mm -hmm. and go through everything you did before to get back to the boss... Um, the run. Yep. A book in I, it, as some people like to call it. I did, I did <laughs> that a couple times in Dark Souls, and I just said... Fuck that. I'm glad you brought that up because after I beat Elden Ring, I went back and I played Demon Souls. And Demon Souls still has the book in it thing where you're like, oh no, I died to this boss. <sighs> Wait a minute. And then some, some small little skeleton kills you on your way to go fight the boss. And you get pissed yeah. because all your souls are gone. No! No, Elden Ring fixes this. There are checkpoints outside every single boss door, even the last boss. And that's another accessibility thing. So yes, again, the FromSoft games, make them accessible, but don't make them easier because there is, there's nothing to be gained. I can tell you, I cheesed Elden Ring. I, I picked up a sword. It's called the Sword of Night and Flame. It got nerfed. It got a 50% nerf after the game came out Ooh, two weeks buddy. later. Oh, and it needed it <laughs> because I went through the last four bosses of that entire game and never died. I j it's a sword that shoots lasers. So every time I see the boss, oh, uh -huh. do dodge out of the way. Blah. So the Blah. <laughs> It's basically the master sword. Anyways, sword that shoots lasers, huh? You also get a horse in Elden Ring that lets you double jump. I'm sorry, this game doesn't need an easy mode. Your, your you know, that's why Elden jump. Ring is actually going to be the game of the year, because the horse can double jump. Okay, your horse... Okay. It, you don't I have was, to hit a button to go on it. I convinced I would never play this game. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... But... I might have to get this just for double jumping horse. That's incredible. Horse can double jump. The it's horse great. can double jump. You can, you can whack whack guys on on horseback with your sword and then double jump to do run away. Okay, cool. I have to ask: Do they try and justify it at all, or is it just like, bro, this, no. this horse can he double, double jump? This is like, a magic horse. What do you mean? You have a magical ghost horse that, yeah, he could just double jump. His name is Tori. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Love him. Also, the you game give does him a treats. lot of. You can give him treats to restore his health too, because he does yeah, have a health bar. If you ride toward the battle, boss is gonna be like, okay. Brat. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you uh I don't know if you encountered it or not, but the game has a lot of different things that it does to teach you about how Elden Ring works. When you get out of the tutorial dungeon, which uh is really good, it's really well paced, it has great pop-ups that tell you all the little mechanics. There's a shield block mechanic where if you block an enemy with an attack, you get a counter automatically that does double damage. That's really cool. That's new to the uh, Dark Souls series. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, if, if you block and you hear the ting on your shield, hit the attack button and you immediately counterattack for double damage. Oh. It's called a shield repost. Yeah, I did that for like most of half of the game. Um, Interesting. Until, until I started. to like parry it or just like, just like tank? It, it's you. You don't even have to pair it. You just block. Wow, interesting. They made shields better. <laughs> okay, well that yeah, that changes a lot because that's why I don't use a shield. It's like well, shields suck, so I'm just gonna two hand this bad boy. No, no, they made shields so good. There's a shield wow. you can get called the Urtree Great Shield, where if you take magic damage with the shield, 
you blast it back as a bolt of energy to whoever just attacked you. And that shit was broken, and it also got a nerf. Um, because it, it needed wow. it. Well, what people were doing is they were, there's a spell that sets yourself on fire. You know, it makes you hard to hit, but it does damage to yourself. But if you have that shield equipped... <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Souls thing ever. It's like, you set yourself on fire. You but take I'm damage. <laughs> That's so I'm, funny. It's like, well, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Um, and there's a weird... The entire game of Elden Ring lets you explore the entire map, and it doesn't stop you. Like, you can go from one end of the map to the other if you know how to do it. And that's what speedrunners do, and the speedrun world record right now is uh, 20 minutes, last time I checked. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's a that's couple insane. glitches that's in so there. That's so cool. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's still, that's fun. Uh, there's also some broken skills you can get for... When you stomp on the ground, it casts a wide, um, how many degrees is it? It's like a 120 degree arc of ice onto the ground. <clears throat> come here, come here. I want to tell you guys something. All the bosses are weak to frost damage. So, <laughs> and frost damage stacks. And they brought the frostbite mechanic back from Dark Souls 3. So if, you're, if your character or an enemy gets afflicted with frostbite, they get less stamina, they take more damage, and any other frost damage that you do to them stacks on top of that frost damage. So that's what speedrunners are doing. They're just stomping on the ground, causing icicles to burst up, and the boss is like, Oh! Oh! My life! It's, that's it's, so funny. It's great looking. And you don't have to attack anything to get that. These are like certain things that you could do in the game to make it easier for yourself. Or you could go like me in the first half of the game, and you could do wield two great swords like your guts from Berserk, and he found two great swords, and just start jumping and slamming your swords on everyone. And much like in Sekiro, another FromSoft title, every enemy in the game, even the final boss, has a posture meter. If you break their posture, I do big posture. That's what I do. Is like I'm just gonna. Now I you can take the stab, and you might be able to tank my little somersault jump attack. You can't tank both, and I'm gonna break your point, and then I'm gonna stab you, and then I'm done. And I have enough stamina to just light attack you to death if you, that if you somehow survive all of that. So it works for me both the time. It feels so good that you're like loaded with so many different options. To approach the game, it's it's actually has more freedom than even in a game like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like I, it's it's really kind of fucked up that they just like, what if we made an open like a a, a big open Dark Souls, um, and then filled it with like like I've been on and off playing Ghost of Tsushima, and mm -hmm. I just. This game is everything. Elden Ring is everything I wish Ghost of Tsushima was. I can see that. You can play Samurai. It, in that Elden that Ring. game and like, I think what I probably talked about when it came out, like Horizon Zero Dawn, mm -hmm. are like the things I despise. The things I am like least interested in as far as like open world kind of games, yeah. like 
the side quests in Elden Ring are like some guy like mumbling something weird and you have to talk to him like five times before he actually changes is is like it just feels like there's like mystery in this like living breathing place that is just very cool and i just like you know i want to go explore and like and i just have zero drive to do that in those other games uh like one thing like really cool mystery uh Mm. at least i think right now um is uh, i fought a boss that was in like one there's like there's like your big dungeons with like your big like capital b bosses yeah then there's like little mini side dungeons with like little bosses that might just be like regular enemies basically Mm -hmm. um but with like more health um and i fought one and it was like a big poison plant and it had uh it had shoot poison uh it had uh 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 slam it had a second slam and then it's it's other attack that it had was fucking shoot ain't like laser beams from heaven itself and you're like yep. fucking yeah. what the fuck can this tree do this <laughs> <laughs> is not explained because it's like ah i shoot poison i'm gonna slam you with my leaf and then it's like all right all right here we go here comes the death laser and it's like the sky opens up it's like pew, pew, pew. You're just like oh I was just trying to fight a poison plant. What the fuck is this? <laughs> the plant That's the other the thing. Fire? Is Elden Ring is a comedy game. Oh, it's it's, it's one of the better horror the games funniest, I've played. It's absolutely the funniest game of the year. Because the other thing about all these Souls games is that there's, there's like, players can leave messages for each other in, like, uh, in, pre, in templates. Yeah. And you can't type in your own thing. You have to, like, pick from their list of, like, be aware of, be wary of, uh, blank ahead. Like, mm-hmm. beware, like, look to east, you know, kind of things like that. And people, like, construct their own kind of message, like, meaning from that. And sometimes it's jokes uh, that are pretty dumb, and sometimes they're pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, like, people love to put try jumping in front of a very obvious cliff. And, yes. then, someone's, and then someone out there is like, I'm going to try jumping. Uh, and then they fall off the cliff and you're like, oh, that was a joke. Yeah. Um, uh, Do a backflip. <laughs> but I think the, they absolutely fucking know what they're doing now with these things. Like, it is so fucking funny. Like, one time I, I was doing a dungeon and I saw multiple messages that are like, be wary of left. Be, like, trap, like, ambush ahead, left. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so there's clearly going to be an ambush on the left side. So I walk into the room, and I immediately spin the camera to the left. Yeah. And I look there. I'm like, okay, there's nothing there. It's coming from I the give right. It a, I give it another second. There's nothing there. And I'm like, okay, those people must have been fucking with me. The literal second you turn around, this nasty little freak comes up and is like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and like hits you for like half your health, and then you start bleeding, and then like another one comes around the corner. It's like they absolutely timed out exactly how long you thought it would be before mm-hmm. that thing happened, and added like point eight seconds to when that enemy was actually gonna aggro and attack you. And they do fucking constantly, and it's funny every time. It just cracks me up because I'm like, 
this message had 50 appraisals, so I know it's true. But you're just <laughs> sitting there, you're like, come out. You know and what also you, has a lot you, of appraisals? you turn around, and it fucking gets you every time. The ones that tell you that you gotta be careful. The ones that tell you to jump off a cliff have a ton of appraisals too, because it's just a bunch of people saying, <laughs> "Got me." <clears throat> Here's your thumbs up. <laughs> um, there, there's a new noob trap that Elden Ring introduced that caught me. Uh, I've played a lot of Dark Souls and Souls likes game, and when this one caught me, I was like, "Oh, oh no!" Um, did you try to? <laughs> did you try two-handing? I uh, I did not try two-handing. Okay. <laughs> There, That's it, right. there, there is a treasure chest in a specific early game place. Oh goddamn! I was so mad. I hey, hate every single treasure chest in my sword too. <laughs> was it uh, a mimic? Okay, I'm gonna spoil this for you. No mimic treasure chest in this game. There's something worse. I don't believe you. You don't have to believe me, but there's no mimic I treasure won't. chest in this game. There, what, they put in something far worse, sir. And Mike, I think Mike, it happened to Mike. It um, did. It yes. happened to me. You open the treasure chest. It's a very early game place. And, you're, and there's a warning there. To be fair, there was a player warning that said, like, watch out. And I'm like, whatever. It's a fucking treasure chest. You hit it with your sword. Ha, not a mimic. Suck ass suckers. You open up the chest. A poof of smoke comes out. And your player is transported to an area of the map you have no business being. <laughs> Absolutely. It is fuck off scary over there. And I'm just you, like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> you are um, so mad. Normally, at any point, the game lets you do teleporting. And again, accessibility options. The game and lets you, you don't so lose your souls. You don't. You could teleport to anywhere, any any place you've already it's unlocked. Amazing. It's so good. But when you get trapped by a treasure chest, it turns that shit off. And it says, nope. Go find your way out. <laughs> and, and I was like stuck in the crystal cave. And when you die, because you will die, it spawns you back to where the trap started. And you're still like, it spawned me in a house in a cave. I died because there's a bunch of centipede warriors that shoot their spines out and they home in on you and they insta killed me. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Where am I? Why does my teleport not work? And so when I died, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll go back to whatever area. I was just, nope, right back inside that house in the mine. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Where like, am I? <laughs> again, it's, it, it's, it really is like, there's a comedic timing to this game. Like, they absolutely know what they're doing. Like, it is very, because I, like, I was outside this one boss area in, like, this castle where a bunch of, there's a lot of, you know, prime nasty little guys in Elden Ring. Yes. Prime nasty little guys. <laughs> I'm Love nasty. It. Just, just little, little freaks running around everywhere. It's great. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was just kind of poking around this area, and I saw a beach with, like, some little crabs on it. I'm like, I'm going to ah. fight these crabs. Haha, <laughs> these guys suck. I can fight these crabs. You kill one crab, maybe yep. two. And then a fuck off massive crab just like crawls out, just of, crawls out of the sand and, and says, You like, said what? <laughs> and then they hurt. So they hurt so much. And they're fast. You don't think they're going to be fast. They're fuck off. And he fast. does not He does not give up either. No, he doesn't. He's so mad. He's like, You've been killing my, fighting my little brother, huh? Alright, how about you how about you pinch on someone your own size, buddy? Josh is like 
It's a crab the size of a house. I'm not even kidding. Just crawls out of the damn sea. See, <laughs> I, I, prefer, I prefer game video games where I just fight an actual house. <laughs> so, Final it's Fantasy just like remake? it's basically jackass. Sometimes, like it just turns into it's so funny. Have you fought the giant fuck-off lobsters, which are bigger than the crabs? No, I haven't. Well, the lobster has a grab attack, because of course it does, where it grabs <laughs> you with its claw. You can't make, imagine making a lobster boss that doesn't have a grab attack. <laughs> when That's it grabs like you with day its one claw, game dev. Um, it's got like a very sharp end to its claw, and it just starts stabbing you <laughs> on the end. <laughs> With That's its so other claw, and then it slams you down. It's like someone modeled that. Someone got paid good money to make a crab just like and eviscerate like, you. Even with some of the bosses, yeah, this is less of like a haha -ha funny, but more like they there's like a meta knowledge of uh, like some of the like Margit, he uh, when he like swings and attacks. Or like swings, he holds on to that swing for a really long time. So like, so normally you get used to like the oh I see the attack I'm gonna dodge ha ha. Mm -hmm. But then he like, you dodge and he hasn't attacked yet. And you're like, uh, ha ha, and he still <laughs> hasn't attacked yet. And you're like, ha, <laughs> and he hits Bam. you like three quarters Slams of your you with health his right cane. there. <laughs> like you have enough time to roll like two point. Seven five times, and then he just absolutely smashes the the shit out of you, and it's just like it's so funny. It, it, so I I was I am, stuck uh, on I have not like... beaten this game yet. I am still because I've been playing so much Destiny, but I am uh I'm so excited to kind of really dig into what, all the rest of it, and um I guess kind of to move into maybe more of like a news section, I guess because we've been talking doing we've been doing a lot of game talking. Um, that sounds good to you, gents. Uh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken here, I've got some old headlines, but uh, at least kind of like in fun game news before we get to like you know things like lawsuits, other you know all the other you know the meat and you know the vegetables. Um, oh, we forgot to talk about the types of soul bosses, souls bosses though. Uh, never mind, that's not that. No, it's okay. um, no, 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 no! I want to hear this. I, I remembered only just like the, uh, okay, the house of tricks, so, the Bumpo's house of tricks. This is from uh, uh, Twitter user uh, C Kunzelman, um, who noted the types of souls bosses in a game. Uh, Ray, I'd just like you to give me a yes or no, uh, okay, for if this guy, if this boss is in a game, I can speak to this first one. Absolutely, yes guy in a room totally freaking out. Uh, it, absolutely it, 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 an Elden Ring. I fought, I, I fought it over the weekend. Uh, oh, guy absolutely just freaking... Yes, yeah, yeah. Th there's a bunch of optional bosses that do that. Yep. Uh, a stomp, stomp Jomperson. Oh, yeah. You will know when you meet the Stomp Jomperson. <laughs> okay. You will know. Uh, the gang is back together and they hate you. Fuck. <laughs> no, that's a... You know what? Hold on. Back up. That's actually an issue with Elden Ring. This game is not built with multiple bosses in mind because they just... The, 
the amount of recovery frames you have does not account for when they're just all wailing on you and doing bleed damage and you're just getting damaged over time. Yes, to answer your question. Not even Ornstein and Smell did bleed damage. No, no, they did not. I will defend that as, I think, one of the best Darks. I think that's one of the best Souls bosses, period. Like, it's so iconic. Like It is very iconic. I won't join you on that train that says they're good, though. Because I was stuck on them for five hours, and I'm still a little bit hurt by them. And it, well, it was the classic big one, little one, you know? It's not mm -hmm. like two guys are the same size. Like, that sucks. There's, like, one's big and one's little. It's like this 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 you know, dynamism. Tension. Th there is. There's Great. a very fast one. And Big one, a little very one. All-time pairings. Love it. DeVito and Schwarzenegger, you know? <laughs> uh, next one. Uh, Bumpo's Palace of Tricks. Yes. Yes. That makes me so... I'm so excited. I can't wait to find out what the Elden Ring Palace of Tricks is going to be. Mm -hmm. There should be more Palace of Tricks. Just like in general, you know, it's kind of like how you thought when you were a kid that you were going to encounter like quicksand more often. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, there should just be more palaces of tricks, just like that you just encounter on a daily basis. You say that until you get to the place where that is, and you're like, "Hey, this is this. You know, this is annoying, actually." Uh, yeah. I mean, I did I, on Sunday. I was literally saying that like. I think America would be a better place if we had if we had better access to like saloons, wherein people at a regular basis could like enter like light-hearted brawls where people would tumble out of the front door on like an hourly basis. And to be clear, the piano music never stops. Of course, uh, yeah. In these establishments, uh, I kind of thought that would be something that would just kind of let you know, kind of let let people let some steam off, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and then someone got slapped at the Oscars, so oh my uh, you know maybe I you know I promise I will be more kind with the lathe. I'll be more careful with the lathe of heaven in the future. Uh, <laughs> last Souls boss, uh, you interrupted my dinner slash morning, and now you gotta die. Yes, yeah, yeah, that happens once at least. I want to be clear. I may I may have beaten Elden Ring. But I probably got to the point where I'm like, okay, I just want to see the ending of this game. And there's one or two entire areas I didn't go to. Because the game just lets you do that. Uh, I'm going to ask a question because I hope I don't have to actually go here. Okay. Uh, I ended up here uh, by going into a portal. And then all of a sudden I got sent here. Uh, it was like a little cement circle thing. Uh, it's a place where it's very scary. There's nasty little guys who you kill, and they give you about a thousand souls each, which is like kind of scary. Uh, it's like red everywhere. It's raining and bad, and I don't like it. Is that area mandatory? Wait, is the sky red? Yes. Yes, you have to go there. No, no. Yeah, okay. There, it's that's actually some of the best part of the lore as well. When you start reading like the weapons and the reading the lore of the area of what makes it red and awful and why everything hurts and oh my gosh is that a dog or is that a dinosaur uh, get close to it and find out no I honestly need to dig more into like the story because I got really into like the Dark Souls story yeah. I haven't really gotten like interact too much with the Elden Ring like a plot so to speak like if and all keep... the lore surrounding it so I really need to do that 
if you keep going to the round table, that that's mm -hmm. your hub area. Yes. And you keep talking to um, I, it's something the all knowing, uh, Godfrey the all knowing. Um, he gives you a lot of lore, and a lot of that lore is really good. He especially like does a lore dump into why you're fighting bosses. Oh, interesting. Okay, but yes, uh, as for the actual news, there was a story that I sent earlier. I wanted to cover this. Uh, Josh had to step away real quick. Um, EA is not going to have EA play at uh, E3 this year, which is the first time in, I believe, since they started doing it, mm -hmm. where they said, we're not doing an EA play. Because so, you know, if the, if the events, you know E3 is super dead, when uh -oh. the events that were designed to kill E3, basically, uh, have also stopped. Because they have fulfilled their function. <sighs> what What is E3 anymore? What, really, what what is it anymore? Uh, and an outdated trade show. It is. We don't need that sort of trade show anymore. I think two plus years of, you know, the pandemic has told us that, hey, maybe we all don't need to go gather around in a small enclosed space in one of the most expensive parts of not only the United States, but the world, and just watch video games. Why can't we just do it online? And it's so much cheaper. And hey, tell you what, none of us are getting uh, gameplay demos of the game. Either you give us the gameplay demo online, or we'll just wait until the game comes out. It's cool, mm -hmm. it's fine. I know a lot of people want to go there for like gaming magazines and whatnot or uh, online magazines, but again, after the past two years, I think everyone has collectively figured out, oh, here's how you do it if you want that to happen. You actually don't need a middleman or in-between trade show to make that happen. So we can move on from it. I'm. It's sad because when I, ever since I was a little kid, E3 has always been the big game show that I always wanted to go to. I've been to it once, and it was like any other game show I've been to, except a little bit bigger. And the Nintendo booth is kind of fun, but that's it. It's, yeah. Go to PAX. PAX is fun. PAX is also nowhere near as expensive or in as expensive areas, but you're getting the exact same experience. If I if I was to give any opinion I have about that. Fair enough. And there was yeah. a... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just... Uh, I was going to see if you had any more thoughts on uh, uh, this as a news story before I suggested a couple other stories. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, just one last thing on Elden Ring. Uh, Elden Ring's also been doing gangbusters. Oh, uh, shit, I forgot to cover that. It's the, apparently, according to GameIndustry.biz, uh, it's .biz, so it means they can't lie, it's illegal. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, think, okay, Elden whatever. Ring is <laughs> the biggest non-FIFA or Call of Duty launch since Red Dead Redemption 2. So, it is really crazy to me that, <laughs> like... These, because I remember I played a lot of Dark Souls when it comes was pretty early out on PC, like 2014, and uh, it was I. It, it's crazy to me that was even before like it had kind of blown up from its like initial niche. I was like 360 games. Yeah. Um. 
it's crazy to me that like a souls like from software game is anywhere even close to like the numbers it's doing like there's a pretty good chance that over time Elden Ring will com Elden Ring will completely outsell the entirety of the Dark Souls series like in a long enough length of time so I'm pretty sure I saw that Dark Souls games total sold about 27 million mm -hmm. um Let's just see where Elden Ring is at right now in terms of. I thought numbers. I saw Elden Ring was at like 13 million and it's been out for a month or something like that. Yeah, I think it's at, it's at least 12. Jeez, well, yeah, good 1 for million, them. Yeah, 12, at least 12 million worldwide. So that's, I, you know, basically I think I like said a this month. A couple days ago, um, to you guys, uh, we're like Elden Ring. Uh, maybe I didn't say it to you guys, but either way, Elden Ring needed to sell like after marketing, after development, after all of it, it needed to sell four million copies. They were expecting to make a profit, to not only break even, make a profit. Selling twelve million though, again, the, the, why should they? Uh, this goes back to what I was talking about before. If they made a game with a vision in mind and it works and well over 12 million people bought it and it's getting rave reviews like 9s and 10s, some calling it one of the most perfect video games ever made. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'm not going to lie. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> I actually you know, I like it better yeah. than Breath of the Wild. That That's, that's a high bar wow. and I don't take it back because... This yeah. game rewards me for the weapons I find. Breath of the Wild says, here's this really cool, badass-looking fire sword. And don't use it too many times, because if you do, it'll explode in your hand. Yeah. I just want to keep the fire sword. It's, uh, I don't know if it'll, if, I, I'm curious to see if it will beat that for me. Um, but, uh, It's really good, and it, I'm so. It's like crazy to me that it's Elden Ring is selling these kinds of numbers. I mean, uh, I just want to say I um. Uh, I, well, not I don't. I guess I don't really want to say anything. I mean, I guess as a point of comparison, let's just say it's really easy to find the sales numbers for Elden Ring, and much more difficult to find the sales numbers for Horizon Forbidden West. That makes me sad. I actually know some people that worked in that studio and on that game. And again, Horizon, that series releases like a week or two weeks before one of the best games ever made. And it's a direct competitor game. Mm -hmm. Like if you, I would, this is not to say to the quality of Horizon Forbidden West at all, because I haven't played that game. But I would much rather do a new game plus right now of playing Elden Ring than buying a brand new copy of Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah because it's it's that fun there are so many different build options i already got like some of the more broken weapons because i happened to stumble upon them all right i'm gonna be honest i didn't stumble upon the dark moon great sword that's the quest i had to do to get that uh that big cape flowing thing i was mm -hmm. telling you about yes you you have to do the dark moon great sword i love it i love a lunar great sword oh it's so good it shoots beams out iconic now. Love it. Oh, it shoots lasers and it's intellect based as well and strength based. But it's mo okay. Some of the best game, some of the best weapons in Elden Ring 
are based on intellect stat building. Oh. No. There's Grown. a reason why FromSoft did that. Don't make and me do magic. Genius. No. Yes, they're they're trying to say like you're all, you're already right there. Why don't you try some of this magic out? And you're like, all right, fine, I'll try out this spell. And you're like, wait a minute, that was kind of hot. Maybe I'll start doing some magic builds. They're they're teasing you because some of the best weapons in the game require in, that intellect stat scaling. So might as well. And I ended up, I thought I would beat the game using a berserker build where I just. Uh, with two great swords around, and I'm jumping and swinging and breaking posture all over the place. By the end of the game, I was slinging magic everywhere. I got spells. Uh, I got the mimic tier, so that I'm casting two, two different versions of me are casting spells at the bosses, and it was fun. It felt great. So yes, to your point, um, Elden Ring is great. I'm glad it's doing so well. Um, I, I hope. Uh, I, I, I hope if there's a sequel to the game uh, that it's just this exact type of quality but a different story. M maybe with a couple different like quality of life improvements. Oh, by the way, uh, all the merchants in Elden Ring, they have a backstory to them. If you... Th there's a backstory to them. If you kill one of them, you'll discover what it is really quick. Also, don't do that because you're kind of a monster no. if you kill one of them. That's it. Um, no, don't do that. <laughs> Don't kill NPCs unless you really, 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 uh... Okay, um... You know. I, uh... Um... There was another story I wanted to talk about, uh, gaming-related. This one, um... This one was about the NFT thing. Uh, the article that Kotaku had posted, where this Pokemon-style game, uh... Oh, what is it? Hold on, I'm gonna actually look it up real quick. Da, 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 there we go. It's. Is it? No, this is a completely different game. Oh my gosh, it happened in two different games. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, anyways, Pokemon like NFT game, Axie Infinity. Uh, their servers weren't up to snuff. They got. Their servers got hacked, and they lost $600 million. Uh, so Oof. I don't know if the project is going to keep living after a while. I don't know how the company bounces back. Also, can we talk about the fact that a video game that is a Pokemon-like has... Ha a game I've never even heard of has half a billion dollars. Anyone that says that like this isn't money laundering is fucking fooling themselves. That like get get over yourself. This is absolutely money laundering. You it doesn't take half a. I can name on one hand how many games actually took half a billion dollars to make. It was like Destiny, Red mm -hmm. Dead Redemption Two, Star Citizen if it ever comes out, <laughs> and th these are accounting for like marketing budgets, not just the game being developed. And it looks like shit. I, I wish we, we had the video version of this game out. Okay, I'm going to send you guys an image into the Discord chat. This, do not tell me this game took half a billion dollars to make. This is absolutely a money laundering scheme. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love a good scheme. This, this is a lie. This is such a sham. Okay, I'm sorry. NFTs and gaming need to die. All right, those are the two stories I wanted to bring up. Mike, you had another story. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, if I, you know, I decided that this podcast could use a little bit more controversy. And shit, oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, Ray, how do you feel, uh, um, about a, uh, uh, a race of non-human people oh, rebelling against a, a largely human order. This is the Harry Potter game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh fuck! There's n- there's How nothing. How do you feel about it? putting that down? Being the <laughs> well, nothing. <laughs> you know, there's probably a plot twist in there because they're actually good the whole time. Okay, okay some I good did, ones. I, I didn't know we were. Oh no! You didn't just say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. There's nothing good I could say about one J.K. Rowling into the Harry Potter series as of late. Because the deeper and deeper you dig into like the underlying tones of the Harry Potter series, the more and more, especially as an adult, you the gotta more look more you up. Start asking questions. Right. You gotta look up what the name of that one, uh, that one. Um, Black oh. wizard is named. Oh, the, it's it's shackle something or another. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. Like, come on. But uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a Harry Potter game. Well, okay, correction. It's a Hogwarts game. Uh, yes. Where you are do oh, you do wizard Wait, stuff? Excuse me, excuse me. The wizard. I, I it's ha- just thank you. That's a, that's the correct term. Thank you. I have to stop you real quick. Kingsley Shacklebolt. Can we can we take a second? Just a just Stop a minute. So But he has King in the first name. Stop it! It's because she was thinking of Martin Luther King when she came up with his name. It's so obvious. Why Shackle Bolt? <laughs> Why is that the only black one and his last name is Shacklebolt? There's something wrong with that woman! <laughs> there is hate in her heart! This <laughs> is, so, you know, I just, I, you know, I, I, have, I keep an open mind. I want to be a, a fair and neutral observer. I just want to know, hey, why do all the goblins work at the bank? And why, why do you describe their noses like that? Just, you know, I, I just have questions. Have Ms. you Rowling. read J.K. Rowling? She put it on Pottermore. A lot of this is deleted, but, you know, the Wayback Machine doesn't lie. Um, she wrote a whole article defending uh, house goblins or uh, are, uh, house not elves. goblins house elves she wrote a whole article defending s- enslavement of why house elves like being slaves and to free them is nice. problematic because nice. they would not like being free. It's like, oh my god, what is going on? These are kids' books! Well, Ray, it's okay because Dobby got free, so it's fine until Dobby got murked, so it's cool. I well, bet I... Ray, Ray, all, Ray, the solution to this is to obviously partition land from existing states to create a state oh, no. house elves to live in and house elves uh, in the prophesized home of the house elves. Ha, are, is it going to be called house Siberia? House elf <laughs> Is that what's going on here? Uh, you know, it'll be it'll called be called Goblariah. Uh, <laughs> this, this, that's bad. Also, the, uh, the entire Guile. premise of the Hogwarts <laughs> wizarding book 
guy. Did you call a guy on? No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm dead. That's also, awful. we're dead. Uh, uh, so yeah, this is happening. Just, I don't know. I think all, all the battle lines have been drawn about things about like this, and what monetarily will benefit J.K. Rowling and what she stands for. So, things pretty clear to me. But I just think any, uh, I just Why think is... any discussion uh, about this game, you know, this is a very much like we've kind of had this discussion for about like you know, uh, what can I still read Ender's Game? Um, you know, sure, but, you know, fine. You know, what things like that, but, like, I think it's irresponsible to, like, this is, not to turn this into a games journalism hobby horse thing, but, like, I think at this point, it's, I think she's had, it is clear that she's not, you know, she has chosen her side and on, on yeah. these things, and is not a very, like... She's had every to opportunity it, to even pretend to change her opinion and tone and mind like right she can't even manage faking it right wow. exactly it's like this is why, pretty crystal clear why, uh, why should she fake what she truly believes in yeah very clearly yeah and it's just i think it's irresponsible to like you know i'm looking at the ign article where you know the big the big spread here it's like hogwarts legacy gameplay and plot details revealed you know here's the trailer here's your poll about which house are you in just like ew you know i mean that's just what these like your sites like ign and that's what they do that's what they're for um sure. i just think you know it is a disservice to your readers and irresponsible to um you know talk about this media property uh in a way, while she is still a, the driver of it, yeah, uh, without you know, being realistic about her, you know, consistent and continuous uh, bigotry, <laughs> particularly towards uh, trans people who you know every, have every enough time. going on and don't need to be harangued by a foul British woman. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a multi-billionaire foul person, yeah. but like. Go, please go away. You've won capitalism. Go to an island and die. We don't want to listen to you anymore. God, if I was a billionaire, I would never. I, none of you would ever hear from me again. Why? And I don't I expect just, I to. <laughs> I would be what? so not annoying because nobody would know I exist. I would just. Imagine, I just can't fathom, like. Imagine being why this would you, angry like, all the time. If you're a billionaire, you get to log off. You, you don't have to post anymore. <laughs> you're done. You could. You could. You don't have to post anymore. You're Dobby free. Dobby free. free. Kingsley Shacklebolt free. Oh no! Like you don't have to post anymore. You can just like go buy an island and just live there. Like, Please go doing? to an island and die. Go to a different, better us. island than the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I like wow. you know, the Isle of Man, which has a cool flag. The, uh, uh, mm, mm, uh, it's a cool flag, Ray. Look it up. I it's got three legs on it. It does um, have three legs. Th th I love a I leggy do flag. I will be doing a disservice if we didn't bring up the very bad naming convention for um, the East Asian character 
for J.K. Rowling of Cho Chang. <laughs> it's better than like ping which, pong. Like, which it sounds like. Oh come on, that's not that bad. Okay, those are two completely different parts of the world where Cho and Chang come from. So yeah. she just threw those together with not a second extra of research. I don't know. I'm trying to even th what. I she, she's probably named some American wizards. I'm trying to think, like they would be all in like Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Yeah, in the Fantastic Beasts uh, and how to find them. Uh, that story. Uh, the American wizards are the FBI wizards, and they're the ones that will murk you. They're all cops. If you, yeah, every single one of them are cops. Because. J.K. Rowling thinks that all Americans are cops, which you know See, what? See, this is something people don't know, is that Operation uh, Operation Condor was conducted with actual magic condors, not helicopters. <laughs> Go look it up. I know, Go Pottermore. Ahead. It's an exciting world. It, it, it is. Uh, I, I, Good lord. Uh, some yeah. of the game developers of this game have said like, oh, don't worry, J.K. Rowling has not had a lot to do with this project, and it's like, we know you're lying. Also, the she makes money from it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a pretty simple as, you know, that's a, that's the, all that comes, it doesn't matter if she had nothing to do with this. She makes money from it. She's absolutely making money from all the sales of it, and like you said, that's something that should be brought to the fore. Like, is this something you're comfortable purchasing like there are some game websites that will dunk on ea and ubisoft maybe not as much as they need to uh all the time for their work conditions and culture uh, yeah if your game is being made and it's explicitly from the mind of a morally bereft human being who is worth more money than all three of us might ever see in our life and spends their free time attacking marginalized people for no reason. Imagine. Is that something you should support? I can't. I still, like, I, I know this is not even a video game podcast anymore. I can't <laughs> fathom having at least a billion dollars and still having Twitter on your phone. For Exactly. Like, if I have a billion dollars, I don't want a phone. I'm just going to pay someone to, like, not even like I just don't even want to fucking ever look at a phone ever again. I'm gonna pay someone yeah. for me to not even need a phone. You would just spend that time. You could log off, taking care of your family and you your go, family's you family touch and grace. your family. You oh. could find a maiden. <laughs> you could stop. You could stop not putting points in the maidens. <laughs> you could put uh. Put points stop. in the vigor, endurance, no. and maidens. Right. That's how you win the game. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. It, it oh God. just it, it blows my mind that this. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I almost I almost made a, a transition, but I don't I don't know what you guys talked about while I had to go check on the baby. Um, did you guys talk about the PlayStation news today? Not yet. No. Well, you I, know I what I you don't you need to, to do when you have a billion dollars. Is pay monthly subscriptions for game accesses because you can buy each game you want individually because you got all the money you have. <laughs> That's true. God. I'm going to be honest. If I had a billion dollars, I don't know if I would play video games out of boredom. I just don't know because Y'all know so I'd, still, I'd still play Destiny. I'm, maybe. Maybe. I might read a lot of books. 
I, I might just spin Fuck that bugs. three times. Bugs are boring. Video games all day, baby. <laughs> I like to think I'd write more, but uh, honestly, I've, at, 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 for at least a while there, I'd probably just like, oh, now I have enough free time to do the raid on all three characters instead of just one. Oh my goodness. Mike with a billion dollars just gets better at Destiny. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I would have more time to like drive myself into a wall of be, trials you, you just be so invested. I can get a new a new God's Roll read, re, Reads Regret with Vice Stinger because mine doesn't have it because they changed that. <laughs> it refills uh, it refills uh, the magazine on, on hits occasionally, Ray. That's that's kind of cool. That will do, if, you, if you've got a firing line uh, you know, rapid hit uh, Reads Regret, that's money, baby. That's oh big goodness. damage, boy. Good lord. Josh, tell anyway, us about the PlayStation thing. So PlayStation today is, is this. This has been rumored now for a, for a little while. You've heard some rumblings about this, but Sony has basically announced their answer to Xbox Game Pass and changes to PlayStation Plus. So mm. PlayStation Plus is basically getting revamped, kind of merged with PlayStation Now, and will have three different tiers of access so playstation plus essential which is the base level tier um which is essentially the same as playstation plus today so two downloadable yeah. games a month discounts cloud storage online multiplayer whatnot no change there um 10 bucks a month or 60 dollars for the year so they, and they have the yeah, price same pricing too so. yeah same pricing broken out get a discount if you pay for the full year up front now where they've made the changes are the two tiers above that so there's the playstation plus extra so you get essentials plus a catalog of what they call 400 of the most enjoyable ps4 and ps5 games and they're saying it's both first party and um from third party vendors obviously with that many titles you kind of our scientists have been working um, hard in the lab to empirically prove which video game is the most, the most enjoyable, enjoyable. Oh my goodness. The most able to be enjoyed. Yep. A crisp Bud Light. Now, they are saying all of <laughs> these games, well, they don't say all, but the games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. So I don't know if that means all of them or most of them, but it sounds like if you get the PlayStation Plus extra tier, you have access to that title, you know, that library of 400 or so games for download and play online, offline, whatever. So that's 15 bucks a month or $100 for the year. The highest tier, PlayStation Plus Premium, gets you the essential and the extra. Then it's giving you 340 additional games, including PS3 games via cloud streaming, and then a catalog of games for streaming and download, so a hybrid, from PS1, PS2, and PSP. So it'll offer those with the... Um, cloud streaming where PlayStation Now is kind of already available. So that's kind of the PlayStation Now getting rolled into it. They're also including in that tier time-limited game trials that'll be in that where you can try a game before you buy it. And that tier is 18 bucks a month or 120 for the year. Uh, <sighs> I guess Man. the first question I have is this line i'm looking at the playstation blog announcement here is this line under i don't know if this jumps out to anybody else but to me under the the second tier 
where it says, adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Now, the big thing with Game Pass is that, like, when Halo came out, if you have, like, Xbox or PC Game Pass, boom, you have Halo. Yes, our, yeah. Is, does that, do we think that's what's happening there? Because if not, that's going to be, like, kind of a big, like, mm, mm -mm, kind of thing I think people ought to pick. But but I kind of think, like, if you're asking, like, 15 bucks a month, like, I don't know. That wording is kind of, like, loosey-goosey there. So well, I wonder I mean, if that you know, they, is going to, what that means. They say, if you, if you read down into, like, more of the text after the tiers, they mention they're going to have at launch, they plan to include, plan to include titles as Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat, Eleven, and Returnal. Um, yeah, that's a good example. So is like God of War Ragnarok, day and date, is this, do you get this if you're on that second tier? Yeah, and that's, that's a, you know, that's a big question is, is do the, do this, at the very least, do the Sony Studio games come day one to this PlayStation Plus, whatever tier, at least the two tiers, um, or is there going to be, you know, kind of time releasing? Are they able to work with some third-party uh, studios to, you know, some of the bigger ones, indie ones, to get day one exclusives or at least day one releases? Uh, right. Some of that parity with with Game Pass. Um, I, yeah. I do see. Do you two get Lightfall, Dandy here? Yeah. You know? I do see. They also mentioned that there is a PlayStation Plus Deluxe for areas where the cloud streaming isn't available, which is slightly less than the premium tier so you'll still get the ps2 psp uh, ps1 games but just not in the cloud service only via download so they are making you know some sort of concessions to say hey there are some areas where the cloud streaming isn't going to work we will cut you off a couple bucks and and make that available there at first when i thought about this i was a little skeptical of the three tiers and thinking you know 15 bucks should probably be the highest and there really should be the essentials which is the two games you know the regular playstation plus and then playstation plus plus or playstation plus premium whatever you want to call it the more i thought about it though it kind of like makes sense to me in terms of the audience that plays games and the age ranges across the playstation audience Honestly, for younger folks, for the Fortnite generation, for people who have been playing games only for the last decade or so, who, you know, their first console might be a PlayStation 4, having a tier where you just have the most recent titles across those two platforms probably makes the most sense because it's what you have in your house, it's what you know, yada yada. You don't give two knots about the old stuff and then jerk-offs like me who are like yo can i play socom online again would pay that extra three dollars to get that access or you know oh my god i could play the old medal of honor and realize that the first person shooter controls from the early late 90s are actually awful so honestly it's kind of genius on their part I, you know 
good on good on it, it's not it's not good but it is good like in terms of value for the consumer not good but in terms of like eking a couple extra bucks out of nostalgic assholes like me fucking making money moves over here the other big problem that I see with the PlayStation plus game streaming service is the fact that it's only on PS4 and PS5 mm-hmm. no wait why is that the problem well I probably you know me the game streaming person I mean I might be able to be convinced to test it out on a PS4 if those streaming titles for the PS1, PS2, PSP are available on the PS4. Um, but honestly, like most of my gaming is done right here on this PC. I have Game Pass specifically for the PC. I am playing, you know, I will probably never own an Xbox again ever in my life, especially with the day one releases coming to Xbox and PC on the same day and coming to Game Pass. So some of that attachment, I think, is going to... You are hyper-focused to people who own your consoles currently. I don't think that this is the same kind of thing that is, A, going to bring... Make people buy a console or bring people into the ecosystem that might not already be there. Um, It looks like on the PlayStation plus premium you can stream to pc hmm we're where playstation oh, now yeah, I see is that. available you know what? ps4 ps5 consoles and pc okay okay interesting right. interesting josh they answered you. you they just said you have to pay a little that little bit they, extra god mm. <laughs> they got you they they got you good they <laughs> He's all, yep, he's, the, the hook's been baited, the card is out of the wallet, <laughs> the information's getting entered. Because, you know, I mean, like, if I'm getting, because. Here, Sony. Oh, you know, I just, I just figured out how I got me. You know, I just figured out. So, you know how, uh, oh, hey, here's some other news. Uh, so Bungie, uh, got bought by Sony, uh, in the, uh, arms race of studio snatching. Uh, the makers of my beloved Destiny. No longer independent, uh, but also kind of independent still, because they still kind of control the whole destiny. It's a weird kind of relationship. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. I like um, destiny, it's like but here, if I never had to buy a destiny expansion again, and I could just sign up for PlayStation Plus to get that because you know this is the thing. Because but like, I have it on Steam. The I way have it on Steam, so that probably wouldn't yeah. work. So this is a uniquely uh, evil situation for me because. I can play. I play Destiny on my PS5 sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. just because it's pretty and nice. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't want to go all the way back to the computer room. I'm lazy. I just want to check something, and I'll do like a strike, and I'm done. Um, but I, uh, I don't have any of the expansions on the PlayStation because I don't want to buy them twice. Um, so like, I can't equip Stasis on PlayStation, but I can on my computer. It's dumb. But I can still do, like, the seasonal stuff because that's sold, like, through Bungie for some reason. That's, like, the the PC and the PlayStation know that I have the season pass. But they don't communicate that I have the expansions. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's very confusing. No. It's, like, I understand the distinction there, but 
Uh, it's weird, for sure. Um, but if with Sony being now a desk, a like with Bungie being a Sony studio now, mm -hmm. uh, if I get my like, if I upgrade to the PlayStation Plus uh, extra, does that mean I'm getting the back catalog of expansions on my PlayStation just for the cost of like my subscription? And uh, am I getting day and date expansions uh, uh, in the future? Because that is. See, that's how they get you, though. Yeah. Dang. Shoot. <laughs> what bothers me, and I know that Josh brought up, like, hey, in the age of Fortnite, this won't matter to a lot of people. This matters to me is that it is just streaming of the games. It's not a download yeah. of the games. Kind of like, seems Xbox... like the real the real jump here is the the plus extra. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would imagine. Uh, on... I would imagine that the PS One, PS Two, PSP streaming is that they don't want to deal with putting an emulator on the actual hardware so it's easier for them to emulate it server side and serve it to you than it is for them to potentially emulate it on hardware and have you download and deal with files and you know potentially crack it and steal the rom and blah 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 blah, blah. okay never mind it says only the ps3 ones are available via cloud streaming but the PlayStation 1, PS2, and PSP games are available for both streaming and download. Okay, maybe that's not that bad. It's weird they're, they don't have PlayStation 3 emulation going on, but uh, that, whatever. The, the cell engine of the PlayStation 3 is so bloody hard to emulate, they probably don't want to deal with the, uh, the computer You overhead. say that. You, you say that, but you can go get a PS3 emulator onto your PC if you know the correct places to I look. mean, you can, but I would imagine that it's a lot of work and a lot of upkeep and on a, you know, on a beefy, beefy PC, it's probably not a big deal, but especially on a PS4, uh, which was already kind of mm -hmm. obsolete when it came out, might... Oh, oh, no, you can't... You can't be doing old reliable might, like that now. Might, Bloodborne, might that's a, the Bloodborne machine. Might be a little little more intensive on that uh, console than you might think. So they probably are just like, we're just going to do this all server side where we have the actual horsepower and we'll send it out. I want to see the the list of titles because I've been wanting to play that's some Ace Combat 5. See. Yeah, I gotta see what the titles are. The what if it's just it, 500 like, copies of Croc? It's just mag. We... we we ha it's just mag. We <laughs> we here at Sony have went ahead and have gone above and beyond, and we have partnered with FromSoft to bring an exclusive classic back. They're like, oh, oh, well, what do we got? Do we do we got all the armor cores on here? Cookies and cream. It's just the Adventures of Cookies and Cream. Did you guys know FromSoft were made the Adventures of Cookies and Cream? A PlayStation uh, uh, PS2. It's one of their launch titles. You play two bunnies and you. Your names are Cookies and Cream, and you go on a little puzzle-based adventure. They're awful. They're, it's an awful video game. It's one of the worst games FromSoft has ever made. Th that being said, I, I I wouldn't doubt that's one of the titles on there. They'll have, like, that, Fantavision, um, the bad SOCOM. Josh, you know which one I'm talking about. The, um... <laughs> yeah, what if, one of them will be. <laughs> what if the, what if SOCOM was Call of Duty and then sent Zipper Interactive into the fucking grave? 
they they will have mag which will miss the point if they actually put mag as a streaming service on there because no one will play it and then it'll die again i don't want to watch mag die twice <laughs> it'd be great no it'll be awful uh, hey they might get metal gear solid uh what was the one that was a ps3 exclusive uh part four they might finally get Guns of the Patriots back out because they've never re-released it in any other format. Isn't that... Hold on. Sidebar. I know this is off topic. That's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird that right now, to this day, the only way you can play Metal Gear Solid 4 Sons of, uh, Guns of the Patriots is with a PS3 and there's no other option? I don't know. I've always found that just incredibly odd that they've never re-released that game. Anyways... This looks fine. I yeah. don't know. It's not hate. It's not hateful. Uh, I, I, if you're already subscribed to the essential version, if you already are paying yearly for it, which means nothing changed, mm -hmm. for an extra couple bucks, you might get 400 pretty decent PS4 and PS5 games. Um, I don't know what those titles could be, but they could be really solid and yeah, even you know, a little it, bit more money. It, it will depend on some of the particulars. It's definitely, you know, on the face, a pretty decent value of, like, hey, you get a pretty extensive library for not that much more for, you know, what people are already paying $10 for, like, a couple bucks more to get an even more extensive library. Not that bad. That will definitely work amongst a, a certain set of the audience. It's just... Some of those questions of like, you know, what is what is streaming? What is downloaded? What is going to be available? When is it a day and date thing? Um, whatnot. So there's there's a lot of questions, um, and we'll just have to wait and see. And I actually don't like the. Uh, this is a lot more expensive than what Xbox Game Pass offers, and you're getting a lot less features than what Xbox Game Pass offers. Like. The beta version of Xbox Game Pass streaming to your phone works. Like, people have tried it, and apparently it's, it works as well as you think it would. Not, it's it's okay, but it's there. And it's for, what is that, if I'm not mistaken, Josh? 15 bucks 15 a month? Bucks. 15 bucks. I think 15 is the... High, the mid-tier. Yeah, the, the, there's like one tier higher with some extra stuff on top of it, but like 15 is like the, the main bread and butter with the Xbox... Uh, cloud streaming and whatnot. So, and and they got um, all Xbox as many Xbox 360 games as they could possibly get, like the full back catalog, and Xbox One and Series X games. For in this case, for the most expensive uh, price that uh, Sony is currently offering, uh, what is that? Three bucks less per month. Yep. I don't know. Game Pass is still looking like oh, it's still looking like an okay deal. But I will say, if I now it, I might need to go in and do some digging. I don't know that I can pay for Game Pass outright for a full year for that extra discount. So you know, if, if you're willing to shell out a bigger lump sum, you know, you can kind of have that slight savings for yourself there. So you know, that also factors into the the pricing as well. I, I will have to say, Sony's uh just pay us 120 bucks up front, you get the best thing, and that equates to 10 bucks a month. That's pretty all right. That's not bad. Man, I'm That's toast if they got those Destiny expansion. expansion. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I know how we're getting Mike. 
<laughs> I'm about Target. to know what it's like to play stasis on a controller, folks. Tarnish acquired. <laughs> Take him out. Goodness, okay. goodness gracious. Well, um, I, I'm gonna save y'all the trouble of a full tech minute bumper. We have, we've, we're running a little long. Uh, just to note, uh, on day of day of filming, the 3090 Ti released uh, for 2,000 to 2,200 dollars, and what? It's too fucking expensive. It's oh, nice. not that good. The main thing that they did was they gave you um, a new cord that is three eight-pin connectors into one twelve-pin connector. Uh, because the card takes <laughs> something like 500 watts plus, which is the card alone takes 500. Watts. Yeah, that's funny. It's ridiculous, um, <laughs> and it's like the MSRP of a 3090, I think, is 1,500 bucks. So this is 500 to 700 dollars more for about a four to five percent increase in performance. So great job. Um, but the Nvidia hate from Josh comes out. You gotta love force. it. But hey, but GPU prices are coming down. Um, I saw something today that Asus is actually planning to slash up to 25% off MSRP on all of their cards um, on April 1st. So, the, you know. The hey. Wait. Wait a minute. Fuck off. Nature, nature, <laughs> nature's healing. I also believe that Wednesday, the 30th, so probably when this goes up and you're hearing about it intel is going to be finally releasing and giving some information on their discrete intel um xe graphics cards so you know we will have yeah more. nice try josh everyone knows that you can't do discounts on fridays that's crazy <laughs> that, that, that's also true true it's typically a tuesday so yeah but yeah we so it's it's out it's too expensive but other cards are getting less expensive so don't don't buy a 3090 ti unless you you know have are a billionaire and have more money than cents and want to to uh <laughs> to dab on some fools um four percent faster than everybody else there, there are people that will absolutely do this though that's why nvidia does it they did the math they're like nope there's just enough people they're like it gives you a two percent increase they will drop three grand for it you know what people should do though instead of buying a 3090 ti <gasps> what subscribe to unscripted gaming oh damn right <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at unscriptedgaming.com we have access and links to everything we do across the internet all of our other shows you can find us on twitter at unscript underscore gaming Facebook Unscript Game Podcast. We are on all the sound platforms, soundcloud.com slash unscripted-gaming. We are on Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, everywhere you can get us into your ears and eyes. Thank you for watching Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. Uh, my name is Ray. My name is Mike. Peace. Oh, I forgot to talk out talking in the outro. Oh, well, it's my bad. Sorry, guys. Uh, I had a euro earlier today. It was delicious. <laughs>